What's good? What's fancy? Your host, the real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. Today, we're going to talk about what Andre Iguodala had to say about Jordan Poole. And we're going to get to a hot take question. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. So Andre Iguodala was on the Washington Wizards legend Gilbert Arenas' podcast about last week, and he talked about Jordan Poole. Uh, he had nothing but positive things to say uh, talking about Jordan Poole, and he said that they that they they sh- nobody should be blaming Jordan Poole for them losing in the second round last year. He quoted he was quoted to say on the show he said. He averaged Jordan Poole averaged 20 last year on a bad year. He's going to get to the line. He's the only one who got to the free throw line for us last year consistently. Uh, people act like he had a bad year. I'm like, okay, a bad year. Y'all blame him for the year we had. We we had last year, and he averaged 20. He will average 25 plus easy. He's going to get to the line. And uh, Iggy, Iguodala also said, and then at home you have to give him the whistle at home. He's going to average 30 at home, and it's Chocolate City, so you know who's going to be in the stands. They got all the meme, all the memes. Every time he sees a bad chick, he's going for 40. Uh, Iguodala also says he's already making the right strides. Iguodala said, I've heard about what he's been doing with his teammates. The other day I was asking him about his teammates, and he knew everything about every one of them. And I'm like, okay, now we're starting off on the right path. He brought them all out to Los Angeles. He did. He's leading. So what are your thoughts about that? I didn't even know that he brought out his teammates to Los Angeles to uh, practice and train. Yeah, I didn't know that either, man. That, that is wild. I mean, yeah. that is – but wise words from Iggy, man. It feels like Iggy's been in the league forever, man. I remember Iggy Tyler <laughs> in Philly, man. But right, um, play with Allen I mean, Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, again, you hear, you know, a lot of good things about from, you know, Iggy Dollar, man. He's a name and he's a presence that people respect. Like I said, he's been in the league for a minute, man. You know, like I said, I remember him with the Seventy Sixers with the Nuggets. You know, he's been in the league for a minute, and he's always been that veteran guy. People forget that. He was a central veteran presence in on the Warriors in the championship run. So, look, people respect what he has to say. You know, you've heard good comments from Steph. You've heard good comments from Clay. I mean, we already know the issue with Draymond. I'm not going to beat a dead horse. But, you know, he's about to go off. He's about to put the league on notice, man. The Wizards got a diamond in the rough. This kid hasn't even hit his prime yet, and he's already averaging 20. I mean, he's going to come in here. He's going to light this league on fire, man. You know, we, we often talk about, you know, you know, when John Wall being traded and one year Westbrook and then kind of trying to turn combo guards into starting point guards, the biggest thing with the Wizards is always trying to find that next franchise point guard. You know, I know we got Tyus, and I, I don't see Tyus being here past the deadline or even past after this season, man. I definitely think that Jordan Poole is the future at the point guard position for the Washington Wizards. He's young. He hasn't his prime yet. He can score. His, I mean, look at his passing, man. His passing hasn't even hit his prime yet. I mean, he's got good vision. You know, he's electric. You know, like I said, he might lose his mind in Chocolate City, man. Lord have mercy. I mean, the baddies in the crowd, man, he might average 50 every night. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, Chocolate City's going to – I'm just saying. But he's going to come in here, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's it's going to be funny, man, see how many means he get out of Chocolate City. But he's about to put the league on notice, man. He's going to let everybody know that he is an all-star talent. And he's going to be here for a minute. He should be. 
you know, I know there was, you know, we were talking about whether he could be an asset. I don't want him to be a trade asset unless we definitely have to. I want to, I think he's a future point guard position for the Washington Wizards. I mean, he just, he just reminds me so much of Gil, man. You know, Gil, I know wasn't the biggest passer, you know, but Gil was just that guy where he was just a walking basket. And I mean, Gilbert Arenas, man, people forget that for three years, man, Gilbert Arenas was one of the top players in this league. And he just, he was, he, I mean, he was dropping money on Kobe. I mean, he was putting some serious buckets up there, man, serious totals. Jordan Poole reminds me of Agent Zero, man. I mean, he's just electrifying, man. You know, his swag, you know, the fact, and let's throw in leadership. As a young player exhibiting that type of leadership, man, what's that say? You know, last year, our biggest gripe was what? The lack of leadership from obvious sources, which was, i.e. Bradley Bill at the time was our supermax player. And with that type of money, you expected him to be that leader. And he just wasn't. Who was? Kyle Kuzma was there. Kyle Kuzma was that guy. But Jordan Poole coming in, man, you know, for him not even playing a minute for the Wizards yet, coming in, accepting that leadership role, I didn't know that. Bringing him out to L.A., working with him, you know, you know, talking to Bilal when he got drafted, you know, the whole Draymond Green mess, he could have easily clapped back, caused a whole issue out of it, but he didn't. He took the high road. He took the grown man approach, and he just let it go. He said, look, I'm in Washington now. My main focus is the Wizards. No, he's a grown man. You know, he, he's young, but he's acting like a grown man. Coming in here and he's taking leadership. That's you. That those are the. That's what leaders do. That's what franchise players do. They, you know, they. They. So I love it. I'm very, very excited to see what Jordan Poole is going to do. And we're going to talk about in a little bit what his capabilities could be this year, man. But I'm trying to say, he's about to light the league on fire, man. And I know that we're not a playoff team, but we can still be very, very entertaining, man. And this and here's another component that we're not talking about yet. You know, when you bring on personalities like Jordan Poole. And you already heard words from who? Stephen Curry is a Hall of Famer, first battle in my opinion. Klay Thompson will be a Hall of Famer. You know, now Iguodala, that's letting other people know in the league how, you know, a lot of do with Jordan Poole. You think that bringing people as far as free agents to D.C. is going to be a problem? No, because people are going to want to play with Jordan Poole. You know, he's that type of personality, especially when you get high praise from players like Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry, outside of Ray Allen and Reggie Miller, is probably one of the best shooters, if not the best shooter to ever play this game. So, no, you're going to see a serious – this is the first step towards a totally new era for the Wizards, man. He's going to light the league on fire, E. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steph is the best shooter in the game. And shout-out to Iguodala, man. Like Max Kellerman said, the last shot, I want Iguodala. But Iguodala, his word, is it really is respected. Um, he was basically a player coach last year. Steve Kerr wanted him basically as a, as a player coach, kept him on there. He probably will be a coach in this league as – an assistant coach, I could see Iguodala becoming a head coach someday. But I did not know that he, you know, had players or teammates come out of L.A. We heard one of the first things that he called Blau Kulabali and uh, talked to him, introduced himself. And so they linked up pretty quickly. So that was awesome to see that just him as a, as a young guy coming and communicating with his teammates. Some guys don't talk to each other at all. I mean, it, it, it's a small thing. It's not a big thing, but it's the little things, you know, and, and getting that chemistry through the offseason, it may not equate to, us making the playoffs or playing or anything like that, but him getting guys out, maybe he's working out with Denny, who knows what other players he's working out with, but that's really cool that he's, he's already, you know, getting teammates together to work out and work on their game together to build chemistry. But yeah, he gets to the free throw a lot. Yeah. He's not the one guy to blame. Yes. They had the altercation, him and Draymond and things went kind of downhill and down South after that. And, you know, him kind of going back and forth with coaches and staff and clay on the bench and, you know, he didn't have a good playoff series, but he was a big part in them winning the championship. He was a big part in them winning the finals the year before. 
against the Grizzlies. He had 31 points. He had 30 points against the Nuggets. So he's had some huge games. Whenever Steph didn't play, he averaged 25 points a game, and he's going to be the number one. Him and Kuz are going to be 1A, 1B, or really 1 and 1. They're both going to get up at least 20, 25 shots a game. They're going to shoot a lot of shots. And Poole, he's going to have the greenest of green light. He's going to put on a show and one mixtape tour moves, a lot of dribble moves, a lot of isolation, step backs. Uh, he can make guys better. I think he's going to make Gaffer better because he's a good passer. And I, I think he definitely is going to be playing point guard out there as well. You know, when Tyus goes to the bench, uh, Jordan Poole would definitely take over and bring the ball up and control the offense. So the sky's the limit really with this roster with Jordan Poole. I think he's going to have a big year. He could potentially make an all-star team. You saw Laurie Markkinen make an all-star team with the Jazz, even though the Jazz didn't make a play, make the playoffs. He took a leap. So I think Jordan Poole could certainly do something like that. And I think a cha- I think he needed to change the scenery. Yes, the whole uh, meme thing with the baddies. Yes, stay out of Rose Bar, stay out of the bars, clubs. Stay laser-focused in D.C. I know it's going to be hard to do, but stay laser-focused. And, uh, yeah, they, I think they can potentially, kind of like what the Thunder are doing with Shea, where they're building that team out. They're getting good draft pick after draft pick. Chet Holmgren, Lou Dort, Jalen Williams, Josh Giddy. The Wizards, they're going to load up on draft picks. So for the next two, three years, they're going to load up on draft picks. They're going to keep drafting young talent and young prospects. I think I think he's a guy where, you know, guys can get better around him and he can help guys get better like Gafford. I think he's going to make guys – he can help make guys like Bilal better, getting open shots for him, or Corey Kispert. I think Corey Kispert is going to improve next to Jordan Poole and, and Tyus Jones. So I'm, I'm excited to see what Jordan Poole does in D.C., man. He's a guy that can certainly average 25. He's going to get to the free throw line a lot. At home, he's going to average he – could, he could definitely average 30. Uh, he can shoot the three. I mean, he's a three-level scorer. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this guy. And, you know, we've heard nothing but good things from Steph, Clay. And uh, and Iggy and Iguodala now, and this guy is a hard worker, man. Clay Thompson said it himself. After bad games, he would go down to what they called what was called the dungeon or something like that, where there's no windows. He would go down to the basement of the arena and work out. So this guy's work work, work ethic is unmatched. And uh, yeah, I think he definitely can have a big year in DC. And yes, the Warriors did let a good one get away. Yeah, but you mentioned the biggest thing, man, to me, which is work ethic. That's what makes you great. When you hear about the greats in this game, man, you, what is the first thing that comes to mind? They're the first one in the gym. They're the last one out. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 what hallmarks. We got a special one, man. You know, and I, and here's the crazy thing is that we predicted a lot. You know, if you look at the videos before the off season even started, one of the names that we talked about a uh, potential trade piece was Jordan Poole because mm-hmm. I, I told you, man, that he, and he really he fits the timeline. He's not even in his prime yet. By the time he hits his prime you're going to start to see a lot of the young pieces come to fruitation. And that's going to time when we're going to add pieces, whether it's through free agency or through via trade, but he fits the timeline, you know, give him time, get his shots up, you know, really help him build his brand, get into this prime and then poof, let's go. But I, man, I'm excited because this is, I mean, I'm trying to tell you, it's going to be exciting to watch him play, man, because mm-hmm. he's, he's going to bring people in there to watch them play between him and Kyle Kuzma. They're going to, they're going to score. Scoring's not going to be an issue. So mm-hmm. yeah, I love the comments from Iggy, man. Yes, sir. All right, so we're going to get into a couple of hot takes. But before we do get into that, today's episode is brought to you by Ibotta. Picking up burgers and hot dogs for a summer barbecue, you know you're already doing it, so why not get cash back for it with Ibotta? Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods, so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. The average Ibotta user earns $120 per year. 
that could cover the cost of the entire of an entire shopping trip. Or you could use your cashback to buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you've been dying to go to, or the fancy dinner that you've been craving. You can earn cashback on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. Go, just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKED. All right, so this one is – this hot take is from Twitter. Uh, this is from that to you on Twitter is D A T the number two. And then you, he says, Jordan Poole will average 25 points per game. Corey Kispert will have the third highest points per game and Denny will struggle and be traded by the deadline. So I know a lot of people <laughs> listening and watching, uh, definitely are not happy by the last hot take by that to you. <laughs> I'll say this, man. Um, let's start with the first one. Um, Poole will average 25 points per game. Yep. <laughs> That's easy. He's definitely going to average 25 plus. Easy. You know, if you look at him last year, he averaged 20. And, you know, so he's definitely, I definitely agree with that. Um, Let's see. Kispert will have the third highest points per game. You know, I think the only thing that could stop that is a significant change to Denny's game. If Denny comes in and you see these changes, he could challenge. But we all know how Denny is offensively. You know, he's working on his game. He's working on his shot. He's working on his left hand. But. Right now, yeah, I got I to agree. You know, Corey Kisper can easily be the third highest guy as far as points per game. On um, the last one, and this is going to be the most interesting one, uh, Denny will struggle and be traded by the deadline. I will say this. I don't know. I'll, I'll say this, man. Um, the ball is in his court, man. You know, if he shows significant progress as far as his offensive repertoire, then you could see him stay. But if he struggles offensively, and here's another factor, defense is at a premium. Now, we were looking at a lot of deals this offseason, and the fact that we couldn't obtain a first-round pick, but we got almost every second-round pick in the league till like, the year 2050. You know, but, you know, what deals got first-round picks? Rudy, Rudy, uh, Rudy, Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I mean, if you look at the amount, <laughs> the amount of first-round picks he got, it changed the whole landscape of transactions in the NBA. And then Marcus Smart, he got two first-round picks. So that tells you the defense is a premium. So you're gonna get you're gonna get value for defense, but if balls in Denny's court, man. If he shows progress offensively and he still is that dog on the defensive end, then you could very well see them extend him or try to match, you know, because he'll be a restricted free agent at the end of this year, so they can match deals. But if he struggles offensively, if he doesn't show progress, he could be dealt at the deadline because Bilal Kulabali, man, he's waiting in the wings. He's waiting, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at Johnny Davis. I know he's not a wing; he's more of a two guard, but you know, you got Bilal's waiting, man. So, you know, it, it really behooves Denny. You know, I like Denny, man. He's a very humble young man. I want to see him succeed. I want to see progression. I want to see him take that step offensively. I want to see him succeed in the NBA. I want to see him here long term. But, you know, my thing is I'm a realist and I'm a Wizards fan, man. Look, you know, if he doesn't progress offensively, then you got you have to look at getting value for him at the deadline. You know, you, we're talking about depth in the front court. We're looking at all these places that we need help, a trade – can help that and Denny, like I said, balls in his court. But if he doesn't improve, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. He he could be gone at the deadline, and I think that I know people gonna get on me, but I think that if he does not show progress, he should be gone by the deadline. And mm-hmm. I'm not hating on Denny. I'm not saying I, I I like Denny. I'm a Denny fan, but let's be real. You know, this is the NBA. The NBA is a business, man. And if you're not gonna retain him long term, 
And if he's not showing progress where you need him to show progress, then you need to get value. So in my humble opinion, if he does not progress offensively, I think you need to, he needs to be part of a deal at the deadline. I can certainly see that happen. I mean, Rui had a solid season last year. He had a 30 point game and got traded. So I think even if Denny, even, even if Denny doesn't struggle, let's say he has a, a solid, you know, he has another inconsistent, but solid showing he's averaging like 10 points a game, four boards, kind of around what he's always usually does nine points a game, 10 points a game has some, has a stretch where he goes crazy, has a turbo moment, but then he kind of comes back down to earth and, has like five points or six points here and goes 0 for 8 from the three-point line and still struggles from the three-point line, struggles with his left hand, struggles making layups here and there. I can certainly see that happening for sure, but still being a darn good defensive player. But, um, yeah, even Rui. Rui, Rui had a solid, solid – he had a solid season. He didn't have a bad season. He didn't struggle. He had 30 points right before he got traded. Then he had 30 points a few weeks before he had that 30-point game. So you, he could still – Denny, because you got to look at it this way too. They didn't draft Denny. Like you brought up, they drafted a Blau. So they don't have any connection to him. They don't have any, uh, you know, past history with him at all. Like Tommy Shepard may have had some favoritism towards Denny because he drafted him. Tommy Shepard's no longer here. So Denny has to showcase himself and, and prove to these guys that he's worth getting another contract or getting an extension. I don't think he's going to get an extension. And I, I do think he's, he's going to get traded. Now, I, earlier, the, a couple episodes ago, I said he's going to be the breakout player. I am kind of walking that back. I don't think he's going to struggle like that to you says the only thing. And then also there's so many points here because a lot of people want him to start, but if he starts, what is his role going to be with that starting lineup? Cause Jordan Poole is going to have the ball. Tyus is going to have the ball. Kuzma's going to have the ball. You got three guys who probably going to dominate the ball when Denny really needs the ball in his hands the most to be successful. So most likely he'll just be spotted up in a corner. West on. junior has shown that he has a short lease for Denny. Denny started, to start off the season last year, and then he sat him for Anthony Gill, then he sat him for Daniel Gafford. So he, you know, Wes Unsell Jr., typically he puts other guys in there over Denny. Like, Wes will quickly sit down Denny and put somebody else in there when he when he feels like it, honestly. And uh, Corey Kispert, uh, him, him being the third highest, I can certainly see that. Looking at the numbers from last year, uh, Corey had 11 points a game. Rui was fourth. Rui finished fourth. So Brad was first in points per game. Uh, Chris Stapps was second. They were actually tied. It's really weird because they both averaged 23.2 points a game. So they were tied for first. Kuzma was two at 21.2. Rui was fourth at 13 points a game. And then Corey was fourth at 11 points a game. Monte Morris was sixth. And then Denny was seventh with nine. Gafford was eighth with nine. Uh, points a game so it's not far-fetched at all for Corey to be number three I think Tyus may be number three after uh, of course your obvious two are going to be Jordan Poole and and Kuzma and then after that it's probably really just Tyus and uh, I wouldn't say Gafford because he's not a scorer but he'll probably get you like eight or nine a game he's gonna get a couple double doubles and then Gallo may have some games where he goes off Shemette's probably gonna get traded DeLon Wright is probably going to get traded. So I think Corey Kisper is going to make a pass to the trade deadline because he has another year. But Denny, this is a contract year. So I don't personally, I don't think he's going to struggle. I think he's going to kind of be in the middle between struggle and have a good year. But it's not going to be good enough to the point where Will Dawkins, Schlank, and Michael Winger are going to be like, yeah, we got to pay this guy 14, 15 mil. You know, you got to see what a contract is looking like. Is he going to get the mid-level? I could see him getting around mid, the mid-level exception, to be honest with you, kind of like with DeLon Wright got. Or um, Isaiah Stewart got 15 mil. I'm going to look at what Grant Williams got. 
but we can definitely talk about that on a, on another episode, like what we think Denny may get. Uh, Grant Williams got a four-year, $54 million contract, so about $13 million a year. I think that's kind of what – similar to what Denny would get, kind of like $12, $13 million. I, I, I just don't see him getting, you know, $15, $16. Said Rui got $17 million a year, and I think he – and I think you brought up trade value too. I think his I think his trade value is less than Rui. Rui got – was it three or four or five for his second-round picks? I think it was – Rui got like the Kendrick Nunn trade which was a nothing yeah yeah and then we got what five second round picks i gotta look that up again. i believe yeah it was uh four or five yeah. yeah it was like four or five so i think denny would probably get you something similar to that he probably gets you a lower tier player like kendrick nunn and then a couple second round picks so it'd be something similar to that and uh monte morris that you got he got monte morris gets you one second round pick so i, I think it's once again i think denny's kind of in the middle of those two trades but um, no, it's an interesting take from Dad to you. I don't, I don't, I don't think Denny will struggle. I think he'll kind of be in the middle. I think his three percent percentage will go from twenty nine to about thirty two, which is still pretty bad. And um, I think I would bet on him to finish a little bit better. His defense is still going to be fine, but it just depends on him and West. Like, how is West going to play him? Is he going to be used as a ball handler, primary ball handler, second ball handler, or is he going to be? in the corner while Jordan Poole is trying to cook and Kuz is trying to cook and Tyus Jones is trying to set the offense. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see it. This is a big year for Denny. So I, I, I'm rooting for him. I want to see him improve, but you can't shoot 29% from the three. You can't have centers guarding you. You can't have guys like LeBron just not even stepping out there. You have to be some type of a threat from there, but he's a, he rebounded the ball. Well, everything else he did is fine. Defensively rebounding, was fine, but the offensive game just has to it has to come along. It has to come along, and he has to uh, that light bulb has to hit, and he has to stop complaining to the refs, and um, definitely keep his head up emotionally, uh, and not get too down on himself. Yeah, I mean, I understand both sides, man. I mean, on one hand, it's like in his offense, he's not going to be dependent on a B a go to score. You know, mm-hmm. you know, with Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma, those are those are your scores. Those are your go to guys. You know, like you said, I, I believe Kispert. If he's not starting, if he's definitely going to be that scoring punch off the bench. You know, Tyus is going to score, but again, Tyus's main job is floor general and distribution. You know, just like Gafford, you're not expecting Gafford to score too much. Um, he's pretty much a lot of threat in defense. So, yeah, I mean, he's not going to be dependent on. He's pretty much going to be our defensive anchor. So you, you really not depend on him to be that scoring go to score. You know, mm-hmm. whatever whatever you get from him offensively is going to be a blessing. But on the flip side, you know, there, there's it was been an excuse the last two years. Oh, you know, Rui's holding him back. Bill's holding him back. Nobody's holding him back now. He, this is literally the ball is in his court, man. Like he's got to, if he breaks out, it's got he's got to break out. You know, the, he's got to put in that work. He's got to take that leap because, I mean, this is his year. You know, how he plays determines how much his bag is going to be. Determines where he's going to play. I mean, he's just the ball's in his court. Like I said, I like Denny. I want to see him succeed, but this is this is the time where he's got to show out because if not, you got to get value. You have to get value. And, you know, looking at value, you know, you can argue, you know, really him who has a higher one. I'm, you know, I'm with you. But I, I do believe looking at the looking at the market value, you know, defense is a premium. So I definitely think you can get some assets back. Now, is it going to be more than Rui? No. But you should be able to get a pick or two, maybe get a young guy back. Because, you know, his defense is on par. You know, he can rebound. It's just this offensive side of things, man. That's it. If he can find it offensively, then he's going to be a dope player. You know, he's a good player. It's just offensively, he's just challenged right now. You know, he's got to find a faster release, more consistency in his shot. 
you know, going through traffic and finishing, you know, people are going to challenge you at the rim. He's got to be able to finish through traffic and, and into uh, through contact. He's got to be able to use his left hand, man. And this time and age, man, you got to use your left hand in basketball, man. You know, I know you played ball. I played ball. One of the things they taught you is what early in the game was just using your left hand because if you don't, you're you're limited, man. You're limited to, and the defense can push you to the direction they want you to. So you got to learn to use your left hand. So I mean, I don't think these are unreal expectations from him, man. I, I really hope he finds the motivation to have that breakout year. So we'll see. But I, I'm with you. I I think that if I'm going to bet on him, man, I think that then he's going to be dealt at the deadline. I think mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I think that like you said. This front office has no loyalty to Denny to a certain degree because they didn't draft him. You know, Bilal's their guy. And, look, Bilal's just waiting for a chance to get in that wing position, man. You know, so I know they're a team, but you best believe Bilal's like, nah, you know, look, <laughs> look I'm trying to get some minutes, man. So we'll see. But, yeah, I think I agree with the take. That's a good take, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's, a, that's a good hot take. Jordan Poole definitely will average 25. I can see him averaging more. Corey's very real, realistic. And then, you know, Wizards and, and you look at the history of Wizards players, they don't get second contracts. Last guy to get a second contract was Otto Porter. What was that, 2016? And then before that was Bradley Bill, before that was John Wall. So guys just they don't get second contracts here. So I, I just don't see what Denny would do to make that any different unless he makes a huge leap. So all right, we're gonna wrap it up there. Uh we will be having Greg Finberg on the show. Uh Greg Finberg is a big a Wizards fan, and he writes for Bullets Forever as well. So make sure you guys check that out coming up. I just want to thank you guys for listening and making it locked on Wizards your first listen every day. Make sure you guys subscribe and hit the notification bell as well. Hell to Wizards. Peace.